it was an exciting bit of worship, wasn't it? I think the team did a fantastic job with those songs. They just really did. And uh, Mark contacted me and he said, Can you, have you got some songs that you'd like to pick? And I sent him a few songs. And I said, let's have some of these. Because I wanted it to go with, he said, what are you preaching on? And um, you see the title up there and you think, good grief, what a silly topic that must be. And before I uh, start, I, I don't know if you can see, but I'm wearing new boots. Yeah, they are DMs, and it's not a fashion statement. It's, uh, but what, what do you see special about these boots? What do you see special? Sally, you can't say anything. They're steel toe caps. You can't see the steel, can you? But that steel toe cap, if I show, I'll put it up on Facebook later on, but the, the steel toe cap uh, saved my foot two weeks ago. And uh, I'll show you a picture of the foot, not so interesting. Uh, it's black, but it would be less two toes if I didn't have the steel toe caps. And uh, you can't see it, but it protected me. There's a little story in there somewhere. We have a protection in God. You can't see him, but he's there. He's totally real. He might get cut up once in a while by things said about him. Even our thoughts sometimes might not be the right thoughts. But he watches over us. So every time I put on my steel toe caps, which I wear for work, by the way, they're worth every penny. And he's worth every penny. And it was priceless what he did for us to give us protection through whatever. So Matt said to me, it's the third Sunday in Advent. Just you talk on what you want, but it's the third Sunday in Advent. <laughs> and a little bit of dread and a little bit of joy came in me because I looked up what churches around the, the globe, the Anglican church who tends to follow these things quite well, and, and they put joy as the third Sunday in Advent. So I thought, well, we've got joy already in the house, haven't we? We've got joy in the house today. Amen? Are you feeling joyful? And, and joy is more than a feeling. You know, you see some people come into, come into church and uh, you say, where is the joy? I, the joy is in here, brother. And I say, well, goodness sake, show your, let your face see it occasionally. You know, we, we need to be people that go out into a world that say we've got the joy of the Lord and he lives in us. So it doesn't matter what's going on. Someone said to me this day, when, uh, this week when um, we were doing something and and uh, I was telling him an experience that Sal and I had been really blessed with. And, and, and he said, well, I see you, trouble you, Johnny. You're always lucky. You're always, you're, you're always lucky. I said, no, 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 no. Luck doesn't come into it, brother. Luck doesn't come into it. I said, I'm truly blessed. And I, I will say that to people. And you've got to say that to people. So the third Sunday in Advent, I'm not talking about joy. <laughs> But we got the joy. Forgive me if this moves back because I'll fall over it. I'll try not to move uh, too much for the camera, guys. And uh, so third Sunday, what will you ask for? This Christmas, we're coming up preparation. My grandson said to me yesterday, what do you want for Christmas, Grandad? And uh, he said, if you don't answer in the next five seconds, you're having chocolate. <laughs> 
it was on his iPad. I thought, well, he's, he's going to obviously log it in. He's going to be delivered. And I said, oh, no, give me some cheese, not chocolate. Cheese, he said. We're, long story, we won't go there. <laughs> what will you ask for? As a Christian, are you going to ask for a hammer or some surgical gloves? That's where I'm going today. I'm going to see. You've got that up there. I see it. If I press that. Oh, it does. I love this. Matt was talking last week. And uh, I, I, Sal and I weren't here. We were at a baptism of some uh, Christian friends of ours who are around our age, who got baptized fully in immersion last week in water in an AOG church. And we were invited. And they came on our Be Healthy Church groups of some of our Be Healthy Church, Landra and Chris were baptized last week. And so really exciting. But Matt gave this talk, excellent talk. And if you haven't heard it, go online and listen to it. And, uh, but he ended with this, or this was in the thing, you know, for I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was, I'm reading it fast because time is limited. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me and I was in prison and you came to visit me. And really good. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. I love this uh, uh, verse. It's, it's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Matthew 28. Therefore. Oh, no, because I've got to do that bit. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. It's good to have a wife around sometimes. Isn't it? Sometimes, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to everyone say that word. Obey. Obey everything I have commanded you. I actually don't think some Christians like that word. Because discipleship isn't optional in the kingdom of heaven. Discipleship is a must. And if you don't like it, tough. You've signed up to the wrong group. Because Jesus didn't mess about. Well, he didn't in my uh, uh, Bible. Are you a fence or an ambulance? Give a man a chicken and you feed him for a day. Give him some laying hens and you feed him and his family for life. That's not in the scripture, by the way. Just in case you were wanting a reference. <laughs> Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish. And you can feed him and his family for life. Sally's going to read a little bit from a, a, an excellent book. I recommend that you buy it when it's uh, republished in... in uh, yeah. <laughs> it's called Nothing But The Truth. But I've run out of copies. Do I need a mic? Oh, yes, you do. Uh, this poem was written in 1895. That wasn't me that wrote that. <laughs> by, by Joseph Mallins. Though to walk near its crest was so pleasant, but over its terrible edge there had slipped a duke and many a pheasant, peasant. So the people said something would have to be done, but their projects didn't all tally. Well, some said, put a fence round the edge of the cliff. Some said, put an ambulance down in the valley. But the cry of the ambulance carried the day, for it spread through the neighbouring city. A fence may be useful or not, it is true, 
but each heart became brimful of pity. For those who slipped over that dangerous cliff and the dwellers on the highway and alley gave pounds or gave pence not to put up a fence, but put an ambulance down in the valley. For the cliff is all right if you're careful, they said. And if folks even slip and are dropping, it isn't the slipping that hurts them so much as the shock down below when they're stopping. So day after day, as these mishaps occurred, quick forth with those rescuers, Sally, to pick up the victims who fell off the cliff with their ambulance down in the valley. Then an old sage remarked, it's a marvel to me that people give far more attention to repairing results than to stopping the cause when they'd much better aim at prevention. Let us stop at its source all this mischief, cried he. Come neighbors and friends, let us rally. If the cliff we will fence, we might also dispense with the ambulance down in the valley. Oh, he's a fanatic, the others rejoined. Dispense with the ambulance? Never. He'd dispense with all charities too if he could. No, no, we'll support them forever. Aren't we picking up folks just as fast as they fall? And shall this man dictate to us, shall he? Why should people of sense stop to put up a fence while the ambulance works in the valley? But the sensible few who are practical too will not bear with such nonsense much longer. They believe that prevention is better than cure and their party will soon be the stronger. Encourage with them with your purse, voice and pen and while other philanthropists dally, they will scorn all pretense and put up a, put up a stout fence on the cliff that hangs over the valley. Better guide well the young man than reclaim them when old, for the voice of true wisdom is calling. To rescue the fallen is good, but tis best to prevent other people from falling. Better close up the source of temptation and crime than deliver from dungeon or galley. Better put up a strong fence round the top of the cliff than an ambulance down in the valley. Thanks, love. I don't know if any one of you have uh, heard that before. If you haven't read it before, you haven't had my book, which is bad news. Um, oh, that's gone onto there, and that one has to go onto there. What is offence in the Bible? I'm not talking about offence. As uh, someone said uh, this week, uh, some of you are still stuck in an Egyptian river in denial. Think about it. Uh, Ezekiel three seventeen nineteen. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Some of us are watchmen. Do you realize that? Not for the house of Israel, but the house of Truro, the house of Cornwall, the house of your neighbor. <sighs> However, you hear a word from my mouth. You shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way in order to save his life, that wicked person shall die for his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked, and he does not turn from his wickedness or from his wicked way, he shall die for his iniquity, but you will have delivered your soul. Whew. So we're talking about joy, John. Where's the joy in that lot? 
There is a joy in sharing the gospel. Sorry, the person on the camera. There is a joy in sharing the gospel in many different ways. It's not just, you see, some Christians think you've got to get a Bible and stuff it down someone's throat. You know, all that does is make them sick. You're supposed to be living a life that reflects the love and the life of Jesus. Tough. What was the fence in the New Testament? Matthew 18, 28. And do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. That's not a favorite word we talk about in the church too much. Hell. We might do it here, but I mean... It's a reality. I didn't believe in hell until I believed in Jesus. When I believed in Jesus, I believed in hell because he spoke about it. Matthew 24, 42, Therefore stay awake, for you do not know of what day the, your Lord is coming. Here's another one, fence in the New Testament, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I love that song by uh, Boney M. Show me age now. Is it Boney M? No, 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 no. Norman Greenbaum. Spirit in the sky. Never been a sinner. I never sinned. I got a friend. That doesn't make sense, does it? I was a sinner. I am a sinner. I've got a friend in Jesus. He's set me free from the law of sin and death. But I had to make that choice. And I've said before, Anna, our daughter who isn't here today, uh, uh, you know, when she became a Christian at the age of 12, looking at Sally for confirmation, uh, and the age of 12, she jumped in the car. Uh, she, she went to a Baptist camp in Canada. We were living in Canada at the time. She went to a Baptist camp. She jumped in the car. The first thing she said when she jumped in the back of the car, I give my life to Jesus this week. And we went, wow, fantastic. And the next thing was, Dad, why didn't you tell me that I had to make a choice? And it's all very well us loving our kids and loving them and, 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 and all our friends and our neighbors. And, but at the end of the day, they have to know they've got to make a choice. But you don't have to be condemning. You don't have to be... Again, some Christians just go, well, you know, you're condemned to hell. Hmm, there's ways of doing it. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The excitement. See, the trouble is people think Christians are boring. Jesus, I mean, how could you be bored with Jesus? He went to a party. Someone died. He brought them back to life. They ran out of wine. He turned the water back into wine. I mean, I'd like to go to parties with people like that. We've got to lighten up, folks. You know, some, I, 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 you know, I know alcohol causes masses of problems. But there's still a lot of Christians trying to turn the wine back to water. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. And what a joy that is to be alive in him. Remember John the Baptist. Uh, I'll just read one of these, but uh, Matthew 3, 7 or Luke 3, 7. But 
when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come in for baptism, he said to them, you brood of vipers, pleasant talk, isn't it? Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? So you, we need to give warnings. This life will come to an end. And somehow we got to do our little bit to help along the way. And there are many different ways. Here's a fence that Sally and I are using at the moment. A book, you see, that, that book is just a way to get into people's hands. I mean, I gave the book to farmers out on my, my church. So, so it gave people, and, and they read it. And one bloke said to me, he said, oh, I didn't know you were going to give me a sermon, John. But the fact is, he read it. A fence that we, we run, uh, Be Healthy Church, Be Healthy Central. I've got loads of non-Christians looking at this stuff. It's amazing. It's amazing. And you know, today in the UK, or might not be on Sunday, I'm not quite sure, whether the, the, but in the UK this week, 20 people a day will have a limb amputated, of which at least 16 of them could have been avoided through lifestyle choice. A farmer that I knew from the past this week had his foot amputated. Oh, damn. The enemy wins through deception. And uh, anyone that thinks they've never been deceived, you know what I'm going to say. You're already deceived because you think you never have been. See, I believe that real food comes from God, not from a factory. It's a, and, and we've been tricked. We've been tricked into eating stuff. The Bible says, and this is what we use all the time, whether it's be healthy central, be healthy church. The thief, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. The food that God gave us over the centuries, people now tell us, oh, you mustn't eat that. It'll kill you. No, 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 no. God knew what he was doing. Listen, this is a very uh, uh, quick poem. I'm going to go through it quite quick. Some of you may have heard it, but sometimes we think we've got to go through a different route to get healed or God's going to look after me. A fellow was stuck on his rooftop in a flood and he was praying to God for help. Soon a man on the rowboat came along and the fellow shouted to the man on the roof, jump in, I can save you. The man shouted back, oh no, it's okay. I'm praying to God and he's going to save me. I didn't know he was that posh, actually. But. Uh, so the rowboat went on. Then a motorboat came by. The fellow in the motorboat shouted, jump in, I'll save you. And the strangler said, no thanks, I'm praying to God, and he's going to save me. I have faith. So the motorboat went on. Then a helicopter came by, and the pilot shouted, get on the rope, and I'll lift you into safety. And the strangler said, no thanks, I'm praying to God, he's going to save me. I, I have faith. Soon the water rose, and the man drowned. He went to heaven. He finally got his chance to discuss the whole situation with God at the point... He exclaimed, I have faith in you, but you didn't save me. You let me drown. I don't understand why. And God said to him, but I sent you a rowboat. I sent you a motorboat. And I sent you a hel helicopter. What more did you expect? Sometimes we're too religious for our own good. God uses angels in the Bible. You might be an angel to someone else. There may be nurses out there in hospitals that are angels to us. There may be medics that are angels to us. We don't know. 
unless God gives you some sort of revelation. And perhaps you could be an angel to someone this week. You see, we must need to understand the world is deceived. The world is deceived. And if you don't believe that, you don't believe in Jesus. Liverpool bomb a few weeks ago. BBC says a genuine Christian blew up the, you, know, you saw it all in the, in the thing, a genuine, and as soon as I saw it, I said, no, 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 no. No, he's not a Christian. I don't care what anyone thinks. He might have been through a confirmation. I went through a confirmation. I wasn't a Christian. The Bible says, Matthew 15, verse 6, you will know them by their fruit, by their actions. You see, I've met people on, in churches, because Sal and I were pastors of churches uh, through Cornwall, and they've said things to me, and then I've accidentally come across their Facebook account. And I've read some of the entries. of Christmas parties in Downing Street didn't surprise me. Sorry, you can't see what I can see. That didn't surprise me. We need to understand. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 19, we know that we are of God and that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. You see, it's like going out without putting on your... Um, uh, steel toe caps and a piece of steel falls on you they are not clothed with the thing of God we need to understand what the Bible says and this as we get it into our minds becomes discipleship as we absorb it and then we live it out in our lifestyle that's what discipleship is Discipleship isn't telling someone they got it wrong. Discipleship is going along beside them, putting your arm around them and walking them through it. If you've got a spirit of condemnation, come up and I'll pray for it to be released. See, do we trust science? Do we trust science? Yes and no. I, I trust some science and I don't trust others. Science evolves. You might not be into evolution, folks, but science evolves. What are the basic principles of science? Among the very basic principles that guide scientists, as well as many other scholars, are those expressed as respect for the integrity of knowledge, collegiality, can't even say the word, honesty, objectivity, and openness. But we've got to remember that unless they're born-again Christians, they are living for the world. Got a bit of feedback there for a second. I might have got excited. Unfortunately, every scientist doesn't follow the rules. I have been with people who do experiments, and it didn't go the way they, they, they were thinking the experiment was going to go, and so the, they just wrote down what they said was going to happen. Now, folks... I have seen evidence that this has gone on through so many parts of the food industry, you wouldn't believe it. And I mean, at once I was also a food producer. Everything that you read in the press is not true. This dear man, and listen, I'm not against anyone drinking or eating anything, as long as God made it. Right? 
But the dairy industry produces more greenhouse emissions than aviation or shipping. That was in the Times two weeks ago. That is not true. Inject, uh, beef is injected with antibiotics and steroids. Not true. Oh, it's not true. All right. Yes, in America, they are allowed to use steroids to increase meat production. In this country, it was banned 20 years ago, 25 years ago. It's not true. Now, if an animal is sick, oh, let's, let, it, let it rot and die because it's got an infection. Do we treat it with antibiotics? Absolutely. But that is not allowed to be put into a food chain for at least 28 days until it is completely out of its system. And lies is, we've got to remember that things, people are making money. Business wants to succeed bar nothing. I am not a conspiracy theorist. I, and uh, how you view the vaccine is entirely up to you. All right? Entirely up to you. But... Pfizer expects 33.5 billion pounds in vaccine revenue this year. Now, I've had three Pfizer vaccines. I'm very happy that I've got them. The latest report says that the NHS pays 22 pounds per dose, and the cost of production of that dose is well under two pounds. Because it's big business, folks. It's big business. I told you of a friend of mine last time I spoke, I think, that a, a guy of mine in, in Canada was, a, a friend of mine in Canada was given so many months to live. And uh, literally, I think it was five or six months, a Christian, he went to his Baptist church and uh, they prayed for him. And uh, they said, um, look, you may as well go to this guy. We, we know someone that's a nat he does only natural things and because uh, you're going to die, basically. And he, so he went to this guy and uh, he said, I'm going to starve that cancer out of your brain. I'll cut a long story very short. That was 20, 1990. He came to see us two years ago, still alive. He's, everything that, this, that science, had, uh, everything that they said would happen didn't. He's, he's alive. He lost his eyesight for time. They said it would never come back. It came back. Miracles upon me. I said, man, the doctors must be all over you to know what you did. He said, they don't want to know. They don't even want to talk to me because it was done with food. So should the church be an ambulance? Absolutely. Absolutely it should be an ambulance. We are there to rescue the fallen, we are there to rescue the broken, and we are there to rescue the hurting. But, but, we are then called to turn those that are rescued into disciples of God, into the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for them to be so filled with the Holy Spirit that it leaks out of them wherever they go. We want them to be fire burners. And if you're not a fire burner yet, you will be by the end of today, if you want to be. Those that have come from a broken marriage, they can be leading others in marriage preparation. Those that have gone bankrupt, they can be leading others in Christians Against Poverty. An entrepreneur, well, he can be supporting Christian startups. You've been involved in drugs. Well, they can be leading others to get free, perhaps to help in Teen Challenge.
What are you equipped to do? Because, listen, God saved you for a purpose. He saved us to make a difference. We are the church. We are the hope on earth. Do you believe that? Because you sang it well. I was so glad when you played that. And, they, and you know, we, not the NHS. I love the NHS. They're fantastic. But they're not the hope for earth. It's pretty scary stuff, folks. We are the hope. So which gift will you ask for this Christmas? Whether it's a hammer or gloves or both, make sure that by next Christmas they're well used. In fact, I'd expect you to be on your fifth box of gloves by then. Ask and you will receive. The Bible says, ask and you will receive. Ask if you want the fire of God to fall on your life. Ask. I go like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I get home for Formula One today because yeah, I'm a big Formula One fan. But you remember when they used to fill Formula One cars? They used to put a petrol thing in. It was a side a foot long and it went in the tank and they filled that 100 liters in so many seconds. I, that, when I go to God and I say, fill me, I do that. That's a funnel. That's a funnel. Fill me up. I want everything you've got. When I was the first a Christian, I was the front every time. I didn't care what anyone else in the church thought. I was up the front. If there was something going and God had it, I wanted it. Because he, he saved me. He changed my life. He turned my life around. And what can I do but to go on living for him every second that I breathe? And you can't do that by yourselves, folks. You can't do it by knowing the Bible. You've got to have his spirit flowing through you, in you, and say, come, Holy Spirit, flood through me. I want to be worshiping you all the days of my life. And I want to share my life with others. However long that life is. But I'm going to live it to the full. Because what you have given to me.